You uh, wanted to see me, Zach? Corelli, we got a situation here. Oh, what, what's up? Well, I've been giving this a lot of thought, and this web slinger is all over the place. He's not just in movies. He's in cartoons, comics, coloring books. I want to talk about all of it. So what what are you what are you saying exactly? Get me more podcasts of Spider-Man. More? We already released Spider-Man Minute five times a week. You don't think that's enough? There's seven days in a week, Corelli. Where's my Sunday Gazette, my Saturday edition? Uh, Weekend Bugle? Oh, I like that. But what if we called it The Weekend Bugle? Yeah, The Weekend Bugle, sure. Oh, and another thing. How do we start monetizing this stuff? I want a quarter every time somebody listens. Well, why don't we put The Weekend Bugle on Patreon? Patreon? Yeah, our listeners can go to duelinggenre.com slash support, become a patron for $5 a month, and gain access to The Weekend Bugle and all the other bonus podcasts we put on Patreon. Fantastic idea, Corelli. Glad I thought of it. They don't want us to be famous. Patreon will make us infamous. Dueling Genre Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man 2, one you need it more than I do, minute at a time. I'm Zach Luna. <laughs> I'm Scott Corelli. Uh, and I'm Sam Stovold. Welcome, Sam. Welcome. Yeah, happy to have you here to close out the week with us. Uh, we are starting our journey today with the minute 14, which uh, begins with Aunt May saying, and be careful, I don't like that scooter thing you drive around, and ends with her saying... <laughs> It'll be two years next month, um, which I assume is uh, two years next month since Uncle Ben left them. Um, I mean, this is our this is our big Aunt May um, moment in the first half of the film. I had some thoughts on staging. That's that's where my head's at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the staging is interesting, isn't it? It's a little it's a little community theater. A little bit, uh, yeah. <laughs> the staging in this scene. I understand the challenge inherent in this sort of thing, where you have a a fairly long sequence where it's just two people and they're just talking at each other. And, you know, maybe if you just did it shot reverse shot the whole way through, it might feel awkward or I don't know. Um, maybe you just want to like jazz it up a bit, but I like, and, and this felt the same way in the previous film. It's almost as if these, um, these big Rosemary Harris scenes uh, in rehearsal, they just let her go theatrical with it. I find it kind of charming because yeah. uh, she, Likes to do a lot of stuff with blocking and business and physicality and all that. There's a lot to like look at there. So um, I think, yeah. even though it's a sad minute, it's fun to watch. I guess it's fun that you would say that it's a like, especially theatrical performance because mm -hmm. one of the one of the things I always think about with Rosemary Harris's mm -hmm. Aunt May is that it's she feels very like human and grounded and real, oh, yeah. which is one of the things that I appreciate about this minute. She's and, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, she's a lovely, uh, lovely rendered performance of a of a person i i guess i just meant more in terms of physically moving around the space <laughs> and less about like i don't think she goes too big here in any way i think this is a, a well 
She's like owning the stage. Yeah, like, yeah, what's happening. Yeah, 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 the space, as it were. Um, like, uh, you mean just in terms of like the ways that she's like folding something mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm, you know moving mm-hmm. around the kitchen, that type of thing. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is it's a heck of a lot more uh, moving around than we had with the Harry and Peter scene from last week, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or the or the scene that we're gonna get, uh, you know, tomorrow. I mean, I I I would guess that's why they didn't want to just do like a really basic shot reverse shot because we mm-hmm. just had that with the with the birthday party scene mm-hmm. and we're gonna get it next in the background in the backyard scene yeah um so i imagine they're like yeah we should probably like usually like, get up and do stuff and yeah she's yeah like find find things to do <laughs> yeah and she is good at finding things to do um <laughs> you know it's a it's a bit like <sighs> You know, maybe it's not motivated so much internally in the logic of the scene, but I, I do like the idea that so we we open with the um, I guess the second half of the waking up conversation where they're, you know, uh, you know, she's talking about the scooter thing and all that. And he's, you know, says he's worried about her and they have this like little quiet exchange where he's trying to be protective of her. And then when she wants to change the subject. She gets up and physically moves. And so then the camera position moves again there. It's almost motivated that way we get this like slightly really this really tiny like wide shot of the empty kitchen and then when we return back to the conversation they've switched screen direction so like this mm-hmm. this could have been all one you know scene where she was on the left and he was on the right but now at and the back half of the scene when she's like she's trying to be protective of him the way he was protective of her a minute ago now she's on that side of the screen and it's a little more confrontational because they're standing and all that. Like it all, it all tracks. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's I can see these decisions being yeah. made. I, I respect them. There's a lot of good stuff here. There's there's the one bit that I always bump up on mm-hmm. um, where I'm just like, I don't know, like what what you're having the character think internally when you're when you're uh, when you're choosing to perform these lines this way. Yeah. Um, which is what he says. I saw the letter from the bank, and she goes, "You did." <laughs> well so like it's just such a, like i don't know like oh you did like she's i i don't even know i don't know what that is like you just you did and i i was like well i mean yeah he just said he did like, what? oh i don't know no it's it's great i love it that yeah that's like one of my favorite moments in the this whole minute and <laughs> i'll back that up um, yeah me too yeah it's it's, it's a very old like, lady, like grandma thing to say. Sure. For sure. Yes. And Aunt May in this movie, I feel like she's like the ultimate grandma. She's like uh-huh. the best grandma that has ever existed in film. Oh, 100%. She's, yeah. She's so perfect. Even though she's and not technically that, a grandma, she is the best grandma right. in film. Um, <laughs> Even though, true. yeah. Like how old, how old was Peter's mom anyway? I'm sure you guys have talked about that. <laughs> Probably quite a, but, quite a gap um, in siblings there, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because... I don't know something about that line reading because it's mm-hmm. it's not only the you did and the oh well it's there's the oh my mm-hmm. before it it's the, oh my you did oh well and I don't know there's something almost musical in the delivery of those three brief statements and mm-hmm. uh, I don't know it's it just it doesn't feel like something that you usually see or hear in movies the the way that she says it and I don't know something about it just really strikes my fancy yeah i'm even thinking in terms of like um you know how a scene is written on the page versus how you deliver it even in like a audition scenario obviously she didn't have to audition for this when she auditioned for the first one but um like 
when you get a a scene on the page where there is a bit about like I'm worried about you. I saw this, you know, notice about the thing. Oh, well, you did. Uh, I'm I'm a little behind. Everybody is. I don't want to talk about this. It's kind of written as one emotional state um, mm-hmm. where, you know, that might kind of feel a little monotonous uh, beat to beat, but it's just a sort of clear, straightforward thing on the page. And her, like, um, injecting this this little emotional map of, like, surprise and then embarrassment and then trying to recover from the embarrassment um, – it adds life to it in this unique way, it, like a slightly counterintuitive way at the at the beginning of the, oh, oh, you did? Like maybe she hit that a little hard. But the actual effort there is something I love where instead of just having, you did? Oh, well, uh, I'm, I'm a little behind. Everybody is. We have this like, oh my, you did? <sighs> oh, well. So I'm a little <laughs> behind. Like she she created extra moments in there. Like oh, in, mm-hmm. Instead of j- just being one, like, like emotional state we have like four in there and i love that i, I love watching <laughs> right. yeah i just love watching that happen even if it doesn't yeah, make it's sense good. it's fun <laughs> yeah um it's, uh, it's good it's i you know it is yeah it is a very grandma thing to do and you know i just talked about earlier this week how i have a grandmother who um uh perpetually all my life has struggled financially mm-hmm. And uh, in a, in a similar fashion, and she has a similar uh, vibe uh, to it of just mm-hmm. like the so what like <laughs> who cares <laughs> like whatever everybody's struggling what what makes me so special right, uh, right. whatever um, and it's like you can't even like really track the logic where you're just like well just because everybody's doing it like I don't. <laughs> um, you don't need to jump it's... off the financial bridge with everyone else. Um, it's so grandma-like, though, to be like, oh, my problems aren't that bad. Sure. Like, let's just focus on you. That's like what every <laughs> yeah. grandma yeah. does. Like, yeah. I don't want to talk about my money problems with my, well, I keep saying grandma, and I know she's not actually a grandma, but. It works for like this said, situation. She just, yeah. <laughs> she just feels like such a perfect grandma. And so, yeah, yeah it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about this with you, my, basically my son. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got, you've got your own problems. Like, I want to. I want to talk about those with you and right. I want to yeah. give you money that I don't have and uh, that <laughs> that whole type of thing. Yeah, and- it, maybe it's um when you've lived a certain amount of time and like seen, you know, like uh, troubles come and go or like, you know, a new mm-hmm. thing to stress out uh, happened 10 years ago that you, you managed to make it through. There's all this, maybe there's this extra like mental resilience thing that happens where even if it's a dire situation, and people are advising you about the fact that it's a dire situation. It can't feel that bad because you've survived literally everything else in your life up to this point. So you're just mm-hmm. I totally. don't know where that quiet. I don't know if it's unearned confidence where it just like the the situation, even if it's really dire, it just doesn't seem to phase her. I'd say it's earned confidence. Okay, honestly, yeah. Okay, at that yeah. Point. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, it, it it I think it comes all the way around to being earned. Yeah, uh, yeah, but. Yeah, but this this idea of her giving him twenty dollars uh, when she can't really afford it. Oh god, that's something. That's something my grandma also does to me. Totally, totally. Uh, and yeah, where it's just like you, I, you need this so much more than I do. And but she's like, no, that can't possibly be true because <laughs> I'm, I'm much older than you are. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> you know. I was also gonna ask um, specifically like the way that she gives him the money, where she like 
sort of grabs his hands and forces the money into the hand and mm-hmm. then like closes the palm. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that my grandma has been uh, doing to me for my entire life. And I don't know if it's a universal thing, but to see it in a movie like this was very gratifying and be like, oh my God, I know exactly where these people are coming from. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I can, I can understand the mindsets of both of them so well. I think it's, it's, I think it's a generational thing. Cause I don't, I, I think people of that generation and maybe and maybe just the next one up, uh-huh. uh, they would do that because money is a thing you don't talk about. Yeah. So, so when you give someone money, you hide it. You're like, here, you take this, but don't tell anyone. Like, yeah. it's just a it's a it's a it's a thing. You don't we don't talk about money. So take the money, like, but don't talk about <laughs> it. Maybe like a holdover from Depression era thinking or that type of thing or yeah no i i definitely have that experience even with like you know um like on my dad's side of the family my my father is um a lot a lot older than my mother and all of his siblings are older than him so that they kind of have that similar like they sound sound or seem like grandparents even though they're not actually grandparents my aunts and uncles on his side of the family and i have such clear memories of them doing that like at the end of an interaction you know, after we've had dinner somewhere, like pulling me aside and being like, by the way, here's, here's a little something for you. And don't look at it now that like, like it's a, a covert <laughs> exactly. little exchange that's happening mm-hmm. there because I know you need money, but I'm not going to like do it in front of people and embarrass you. But also it's embarrassing to me. I don't know. There's a lot wrapped up in that little gesture and you're right. It does like, it, it pulls you into the movie more when you see a, uh, a gesture that has like specificity and meaning like that in mm-hmm. your own life um that's good she's just she's good yeah at this. <laughs> she uh she pulls off that zero to 62 oh boy really yeah. well yeah. also like the yes oh you God. can like amazing it's, it's so good and it and it paints the the past of like we were talking about the way that she was acting in the previous scene mm-hmm. and it sort of paints all of that yeah. You know, sort of backwards where you realize like, you know, there's this bit where she's just like, you take this and she's got the big smile on her face and she's like, I'm doing something good for, for my boy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't accept this. Yes, you can. And you can tell that she's just, she's on, she's been on the verge of breaking all night. And yeah. that's probably why she was so exhausted and fell asleep Yeah, is because doing something like this and shouldering that burden. Yeah. But, but. You know, putting it aside and being like, no, it's Peter's birthday. I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to talk about that, mm-hmm. about the problems I'm having. I'm just going to focus on Peter and his birthday. Yeah. And and, and again, that is such a grandma thing to course. do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then it just like the moment where there's that like pushback there, then it all comes out, especially because all the other guests have left that right. it can all come out at once. Um, yeah. And I, I love the ramp up to that. Like. Even in terms of the, like, slightly community theater staging of the idea of, you know, she physically turns away and then comes back and we've, you know, changed our entire, um, you know, uh, screen position of the people. When she comes back into the frame, this is when I think it really works. So, like, she leaves to get the money, has her back to him when she has uh, that, like, line about being tired and you better start back home. Then we have this frame where, where Peter's on the right side sort of holding it and she walks into it, like, the... Whoever's like pulling focus, the, the the first AC, like 
lets it be blurry a bit and then she walks into the frame and takes her place in it as she's doing her biggest rosy-cheeked happy grandma face you know that like we get the biggest um you know uh happiest emotional peak right before the dip the, the contrast is is what really lands it and i just like that she enters the frame with that energy and then uh-huh. drops it all out uh it, i i like the the visual of it like it's a tiny yeah. thing but um, like she was over there putting her face on you know yeah and then she <laughs> <laughs> my, my initial feeling is uh i don't know if you guys saw i tanya but there's even in some of the uh trailers oh, yeah yeah a bit where she puts on like her happy face and then mm-hmm. it's ready to go out it's kind of one of those feelings and then she marches into the frame and has the moment and then as soon as that uh resistance happened she just drops the bottom out of it and i i think it lands way harder than it would if she was like Again, you know, the way this scene, this scene might read on the page of, oh, this is a sad scene. She's feeling kind of sad. Well, everybody has problems. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Here's some money, buddy. And then, no, you can take it is the emotional beat there. Having her steal herself up and be perky, happy, putting on a show before the big emotional beat. It just, I, you know... It's it's very like like standard basic filmmaking stuff but it really does work when it's done earnestly and that's just the feeling I have through so, throughout so much of these movies. It's just like just do it earnestly and you know if the scene is right and the actors are good we'll we'll have our emotions manipulated properly. <laughs> and the and the instant regret too is the oh, good yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cuz you can't even quite look him in the eye right afterwards. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh. Yeah. Don't you dare leave it here. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> she, she doesn't... Uh, the, the earnestness that you were talking about is, I think, like, far and away the the attribute of the, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies that I I love the most. And that's that I feel like so much of that comes through in this scene in which it's fairly straightforward. But um, I don't know. I feel like you... You don't really get to see this type of scene in your average like tentpole blockbuster, or at the very least, you don't get to see it and get it sold in such a way that it feels so like emotionally honest yeah. and real and like something that you would experience in your life. Totally. I mean, mm-hmm. o- other than the like you know web slinging pizza malarkey we had uh, a couple minutes ago, a-, a lot of the opening of this film is just setting up all of these like you know really hard emotional like states you know like mindsets that 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 you're all of our our characters are are wrestling with um there's something i i can i can feel the impulse in some movies that like well we we don't want to dwell too much on these sort of things because we're here for the fireworks right but the fireworks won't work if we don't care about the people involved in them and Exactly. Nothing like like the bank sequence we'll get to later in the film is going to have as much uh, resonance if we don't have these sort of quiet moments where, again, just like I was talking about earlier in the week, they pulled out the score completely. It's not even as if we have a lot of the artifice we're used to in a you know big sweeping movie with you know orchestral scores and special effects and all that. It's just a scene in a kitchen with an old lady, and it's like genuinely sad and and genuinely moving because she cares about her her nephew um her nephew son her nephew grandson her nephew son grandson <laughs> um and it well and, and, and the thing the thing too that um about this scene and about you know we keep calling we keep talking about how 
yeah, this is just like our grandma or, what, or you know, some, some elderly woman in her life <laughs> yeah. acts like this. Right. <laughs> and uh, we, we use the earnestness term, you know, there's definitely an aspect of that in this scene. But I think what I really notice about this scene mm-hmm. is that it's a realistic portrayal of a relationship with an elderly woman mm-hmm. as opposed to in most movies, they will try to like cool up the grandma and like (laughs) make her make her snarky or make her funny or just whatever like make her something that most make her special in some way and they're like almost like they're afraid like nobody wants to see a scene where someone is like acting like they really act around their grandparents (laughs) yes oh it's that's you're so right and Granted, it's not like one of the most exciting minutes to be mm. on in this movie, oh, sure. <laughs> but I I still am jazzed to be talking about this because I, I mean I, I love every second of this movie to death, and that includes scenes like this, and it's because it 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 helps ground everything so much. Yeah, it's functional. Like when things get so crazy and like the the humor is so corny and over the top, and so much <laughs> of this movie, and they have it like sandwiched between all these like really genuinely emotional quiet moments you just you never like i can't even imagine seeing something like this in any of the mcu movies that are coming out these days like and that's no like i like the mcu stuff and i you know i love homecoming oh sure but, yeah but that that still just this feels so uniquely spider-man too and mm-hmm. i and and spider-man the character you know like this is uh, besides like you know ultimate spider-man at least like this is aunt may uh you know this is a, a key part of the mythos the idea of you know that older relative that he is trying to keep out of harm's way you know as almost a you know metaphor for <laughs> the vulnerable elderly and um you know as much as J. jonah jameson is part of the spider-man mythos this this type of aunt may is been there for 40 some odd years with the character so to to see it you know to see it done without that extra like we got to wink at the audience because we can't just have an old lady right it's like no you can't just have an old lady because she's she's an old lady and you know it's perfect it's we all have old ladies it's you know (laughs) this this scene with aunt may um it reminds me of the scenes with lady bird's mom in Ladybird, yeah, where where you're just like, yeah, no, that is how real teenagers talk to their mom. That is what their relationship with their mom really is like, yeah. or their dad. It, it is like that, and you don't ever see it, and you don't realize you never see it until you see it, and then you're right. like, oh you're wow, like, I never see it like that. It's never like that, and that's what this reminds me of. Yeah, it bec- it becomes radical if you render the ordinary. Uh, Honestly, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, especially if it's a, a relationship you don't see that much. And there's not a lot of movies about old people. Let's be real. So to <laughs> to have like. An, not unless they're robbing a bank. That's true. Not unless they're robbing a bank or <laughs> opening up, up an exotic hotel in India. Um, <laughs> is that what that movie's about? Opening a hotel or is it just the people that the stay The best at, one. The best, the best one. one. They just stay at And the then the one. second best one. <laughs> um. Exotic marigolds. Um, yeah. So. <laughs> To, to have, you know, your your lead character in your big, you know, blockbuster movie um, have one of the key people in their life be a, an old lady with money troubles, that's, there is something quietly um, unorthodox about that. And, and 
you know, it's not like a revolution in representation by any stretch of the imagination, but it is different in a way that like seeing, like you said, you know, a, a teenage girl actually having the real friction with her mother that she has, you know, uh, depicted on screen. This is, I don't know if there's something about it that I don't, you don't see this very often mm-hmm. and it's real nice. Another thing, too, is uh, you can imagine, like, the ways that they m- could have gone with mm-hmm. this after the first Spider-Man. Oh, sure. And they could have relegated Aunt May entirely to, like, right, a like, 30 you know, scene. Yeah. If, if you're only viewing Aunt May as the, like, you know, um, not, not to say that this scene isn't trafficking in this to a certain degree, but if you're only seeing her as, you know, the connection to Uncle Ben, visibly so, if we have the first movie where Uncle Ben dies... Doesn't that use up her usefulness as a character? Like, I can see that sort of cynical perspective on it happening. Yeah, um, and you can you can imagine that there's, like, studio executives that are like, we can't have the scene with this old woman. Like, <laughs> what are we doing? Her story is over. This is not what people want to see. And uh, I don't know who was the one that was specifically fighting for it, whether it was Sam Raimi or the writer or what, but I'm just... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I know... Somebody was fighting this at some point. <laughs> and I'm so glad that it ended up the way it did in the movie. I, I love it. I, yeah. I'm so glad they didn't shortchange her character. And I actually find her whole story and her character arc in this movie, it, it adds so much more. And it's actually, I think, a more moving version of Aunt May than we even see in the in Spider in the first Spider Man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she gets much to do really in the in the first movie. Um and in this one she might have the best moment in the film by by some people's mm-hmm. metrics and that's all all that setup is here like uh, you know mm-hmm. you don't I mean where she like smacks dr octopus and he roars <laughs> like a tyrannosaurus <laughs> yeah sure that's exactly what i meant she's got a few great scenes let's let's be real here um but it is unfortunate that they sort of it seemed like they sort of burned all their aunt may fuel in this movie <laughs> it's true this is um, the complete aunt may saga not to, condensed not to say that the third movie needed any more of anything but <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah but, you know this is this is the the bulk of the aunt may we we ever get so enjoy it while it's here folks uh Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is, mm-hmm. she's a treasure <laughs> so so sam do you remember um what well, do you remember do you have any like strong memories i guess of of seeing these movies for the first time and, and what how you felt about them uh when they were coming out i saw this movie in theaters almost more than any other movie ever mm. like i mm. it's third place amongst movies that i've seen in theaters wow so I, I saw it nine times in theaters wow nice <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so like every moment of it is burned into my brain like the, the smallest uh little like one line character things that are just here and there are things that if i don't say them out loud i am thinking in my brain like <laughs> all the time like, right. just, just dumb little stuff like the the guy who the stage hand that comes in and says, "All right, five minutes, lady, five minutes," and it's <laughs> yeah. like, why is this something that is still rattling around in my brain all these years later? <laughs> but it is, and I have got no problem with that. And so when I saw Spider Man, I was like, "Oh, that was great!" Like I don't really like the way Green Goblin looked, but you know, <laughs> sure. I like I like everything else. It's a common refrain that we had last season. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, I'm I'm used to it now, and I enjoy the cartoony aspect of it. But this movie almost 
from start to finish has nothing that I dislike in it. So I just, it was everything and so much more that I could ever ask for in yeah. a sequel. It is. I mean, That's every cool. time we sit down for these, I like it starts reminding me of that like time and place. You know, when when I first saw it. Uh, I just, I just love this movie. I like talking to people out of this movie. I like analyzing it. I like, it's like this movie. <laughs> it's real good. Yeah, yeah, it's real good. Mm. Um, also, there, there's a, there's a, uh, a flicker of a moment right after Aunt May first yells it at, at Peter, where, mm. where Toby's eyes just sort of like drift to the side as if he's looking to, at someone off stage. Oh. Like, <laughs> that was. Whoa! Oh, did she just yell at me? <laughs> like whoa! <laughs> um, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> it's true. I just yeah, saw that. She, yeah, just a quick flash. That's uh, where she's like, where he just like, why well, I wasn't expecting that big of a, wow. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, really yeah. landed on him. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, like a fear I might have, if, like if somebody's really nailing a scene and in front of you, and you like, <laughs> you don't want to ruin like, their take. Anybody yeah. else seeing this? <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't. Like you hold your composure just enough. Uh, there's uh, one I always think of is on uh, on Community. Uh, all of the Dean Pelton entrances that. Um, <laughs> oh no i'm losing his, his his name in mind but you know uh amazing actor and writer jim rash, jim rash thank you plays yeah. dean pelton oscar winner jim rash plays dean pelton on uh community wait There's, hold up he's a, a for screenwriting he has an oscar for screenwriting um, okay for this <laughs> I just yeah um didn't want uh, to let that just there. <laughs> there's an entrance he does where he he's dressed as a peanut bar and he does a rap and oh my god you it's can my favorite see one. it's amazing <laughs> it's so good that nobody could fully get through it without breaking so you can see uh gillian jacobs who plays britta turn her head away completely attempting to hide the laugh because she's looking off screen to like i i can any it's in the final episode there was no way to cut around it because every single time there was somebody like are you witnessing how hard he's killing this right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. <laughs> what I'm saying is Aunt May's, you know, uh, Yes You Can is the uh, peanut bar rap of Spider-Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys remember being like shocked the first time that that happened? Like at the yeah. sudden turn? Oh, sure. Oh, like, yeah, sure. The, the stakes uh, yeah. change immediately. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, even now, like, I'll still, like, my eyes will widen. I'll just sort of be taken aback for a second, like, even now, knowing <laughs> that it's, it's coming. Uh, cause it's, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the turn is so fast mm-hmm. that it, it shocks you every time. And it's another one of those earworms that, that we keep talking about this, this movie being full of the, you know, the five minutes, ladies, five minutes, or the Mr. Aziz going, go, or, you know, yeah. J. Jonah Jameson doing the, I'm a little nauseous, yeah. Like, it, it that, <laughs> yes, you can. That There's something about it that I, I get reminded you of this scene. You can take this money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need it more than I do. Like, I, I'm sure I've done that, like, at... Um, like at a restaurant or something where we're like, oh, does anybody want the last, like, you know, pot sticker or whatever? And I'll be like, no, no, you take it. You need it more than I do. Like, there's just something. <laughs> it's it's part of the uh, the language of references that rattle around in your brain at this point. I love it. Uh, Sam, what do you what do you have for us to uh, plug? What do you got? What do you got plug wise? 
Oh, um, yeah. If you want to hear more of me, um, you have two different opportunities to do so. Um, I have a Deep Space Nine podcast uh, called Reopening the Wormhole, um, in which we watch the whole show in random order and podcast about it. We're uh, over 100 episodes deep, so plenty of that if you want to catch up. Um, Also, I have uh, another podcast that I do called Marvel Star Wars Explorers in which uh, a friend and I are reading through the original Marvel Star Wars comics from the 70s and 80s and uh, podcasting about them one issue at a time. So Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, everybody should check those out, and we will be back uh, with uh, Minute 15 and more of Sam tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.